This is Season 6 of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn. How many grooves are there on an American quarter? One of our listeners met an actual angel. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And welcome to Season 6, Episode 19. Today, we have a very special guest to talk about fashion. Mm-hmm. And we scour the internet and other sources to gather useless information just for you. Plus, a very special mailbag today and the headline from news from around the world more stupid criminal stories. Totally useless information. It's everything you never needed to know. Welcome to the Totally Useless Information Fashion Show. Oh, yeah. So uh, we do have a special guest. And once again, we have cleaned up the studio. And uh, it looks pretty spiffy, if you ask me. And I even wore my good pumps today because we're talking about fashion. We we are very, yes, we are really excited because when we have a guest in our studios, we have to clean up as per the, the Department of Health. But uh, today it's a very special uh, day because Taylor Kay is going to be joining us. And uh, Taylor and I know each other many, many, many years in radio. And she does an amazing job on one of our FM radio stations, our sister station on the iHeartRadio network. She's really talented. She does uh, Facebook videos. Like she does it all. Check out her Facebook page, which we'll find out later on, her website. And she's got kids and everything. She's really busy. And she took the time to talk to us. Taylor Kay, welcome to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Thank you. I took the time because I have totally useless kids. So I'm like, let's <laughs> leave them to decide. I've been no. wanting to come on the show for a while. And then we talked last week. I'm like, it's just got to happen. I'm actually in my car. Like yeah. that is what's happening. Where a studio, really a studio can happen anywhere now, right? Yeah. Ever since COVID. Yeah, sure. In fact, you're better off in your car. I'm away. Yeah, I'm away from exactly. Exactly. I do like what you guys do with the studio. There's a nice step and repeat here with the wall with some glitter and fashion. Like, is this like in case I came in the studio? Is this for like a photos or something? Sure. Listen, uh, I have sure. a question I need to ask you. I need to ask you. Yeah. When, because of COVID, you're in the car, so you're safe right now. But the kids, they're at school. So do you have a roof rack where you can put the kids when you drive? Yes. <laughs> I, I actually got an extra large car for the roof rack. I put them actually on the bicycle rack on the back, and I just hook up the kids onto the bicycle rack with their bikes. But here's the thing. I do want to go off on a little, I, I, I will say I digress. I do have a bicycle rack. And during COVID, I love our police force. They're amazing. But nobody was out, so they couldn't collect tickets. So you won't believe the ticket I got. I got a ticket for obstructing my license plate with my bike rack. Mm-hmm. No. But I, I have like, a bike. I, I have a bike rack too. But I just bought a, yeah, I just bought a bike rack. I don't have a bike, but it makes <laughs> me look like I stay physically fit, you know? <laughs> That's good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It does. People you know- stop by and they're like, what? They do, but you know what? Um, people have often, uh, his neighbors are really nice neighbors. They told him, hey, Roy, nice rack. And he really accepts that compliment. <laughs> so, um, exactly. so so fashion. So in, in your uh, your vast knowledge of fashion, Taylor, can you kick off the show with useless fashion information that you might have? Well, the useless fashion information, okay, athleisure wear is still huge since we were talking about bike racks. And not even just athleisure wear, it is um, 
the Y2K fashion is back. So remember the low rise jeans, those apple bottom jeans, boots, boots with the fur. Yeah. All of that is back. So if you have teens and tweens and you grew up, you know, and partied in clubs in the 2000s and you still have your clothes, dig it up. My kids are looking for like the juicy couture, uh, you know, with oh, the juicy yeah. on the butt. I'm like, I was not that cool. I was in the club and I was more like, I don't know. I was wearing pashminas. Like I was a DJ. I was the pashmina DJ. No, I'm joking. But like I wore a lot of sparkly things. So sparkly jackets are in. I just can't believe the Y2K fashion is in. Like I want it to go away. First bell bottoms were back in, in September and they didn't call them bell bottoms. They just called them extra wide legged jeans. That's what my kids mm. call them. I'm like, they're bell bottoms. Yeah. But now the whole Y2K fashion with the I dazzle. Dated a, I dated a girl in high school that was considered extra wide. No. <laughs> but hold on. But wh why would oh fashion. A sexist, a sexist would say. That is awful. <laughs> awful. My God. You know what? You take the rack off your car. Um, you lose your rack. So no, now, now me and Nick are both looking at Taylor as she's speaking. Right. Or should I say Nick and I? Sure. But anyway, we're looking at you and you're saying Pashmina and Juicy Couture and all kinds of stuff. And did you see the blank look on Nick and I's face? Yes. <laughs> so, but, like, so, exactly. Well, okay, so Pashmina, those scarves. Anyway, but I will say the Juicy Couture is like when they had those velour sweatpants and the velour jackets. Like think like J-Lo when she'd wear those velour track oh, pants now. Okay, okay see, I now, got a picture I now. Yes. Yeah, I got to give the J-Lo reference. Mm -hmm. There we go. Nick, yeah. you know now. <laughs> yeah, you see, we... Like, I'm talking J-Lo with Ben, like Ben Affleck, the first time around. That yeah. look is back. Yeah. Like, the, those clips in the hair, they were called butterfly clips, banana clips. That That is back in. Um, the crazy mascara, blue mascara, back in. I'm like, why is this happening again? So Jelly let, shoes, back so in. Let me ask you this. So why is it that fashion trends come back? So we're talking Y2K. That was 22 years ago. So I have, well, I have a, a, a little bit of a thing that I think. For tell instance, us. I think a lot of the older fashions, the bell-bottom jeans, things like that, are also 70s cliche-type clothes are, are right. come back as well. And that's because things are happening like late 70s, early 80s. You have the the gas crisis now again and you have the inflation yep. and you have the so we have to revert backwards which means that's great because my 75 uh mercury um pinto is gonna just <laughs> it's gonna well, look new again <laughs> I, I, it is it's gonna look brand new ford I think pinto, it's, yeah that's great the ford pinto is hot i'm gonna bring back my k car and we're gonna be it's gonna be awesome well you are taylor k so sure it yeah. is a k car there you go it's true. every car you're in is a k car yeah like i'm looking for a sponsor if anyone wants to create k car i'm all in although you know i, I like my chevy too okay so but here's the thing i think what's happening is kids are watching streaming services and a lot of these y2k shows are either like they're being repurposed and they're seeing the fashions and then also parents their parents are millennial parents and they probably have held on to stuff oh. and also because of the pandemic vintage stores and thrifting is so huge so think about and i think about when i thrifted back in the day i was like it was the 90s maybe 2000s i was thrifting 70s maybe 60s stuff um the kids are now thrifting 2000s um because the clothes kind of held up but 
but my daughter went thrifting the other day and i don't know you guys i do you don't strike me as thrifters but um uh, drifters maybe but, but not thrifters yes drifters, yes thrifters, the thrift, thrifters. yeah the thrifts the thrift stores and i'm not talking like um goodwill salvation army all that kind of stuff i'm talking like these secondhand like they're they're like the vintage stores they're repurposing these clothes almost at the same price. Taylor, so, Taylor, my wife just received, my wife does this all the time because yeah. she's a clothes lunatic. Uh, and um, <laughs> she literally, we went into the store, she brought two more bags of stuff there and picked up her check for 150 something dollars or whatever. And this is a c constant thing because she she's a fashion nut. I mean, she's got about 300 pairs of shoes, maybe 40 pairs of boots. I mean, she's got three four hundred pairs of shoes and boots it's nuts mm. so going to consignment and selling it so a lot of these kids that's what they're doing they're going to consignment stores repurposing it um brought some I, of my stuff down and i went with her to the store and i bought my own stuff back <laughs> <laughs> and somehow they fit better go figure i tell you the truth, i got great taste yeah. <laughs> it's amazing so what I found interesting, though, is what you were when you were talking about all this stuff, Taylor. You were saying that they, my daughter went thrifting, so we don't go shopping anymore. So thrifting is now the new Nick, They're paying the same amount of money that my wife bought the item for, and yeah, it's used. Crazy. So came back with like juicy couture pants, and actually more. You're right, Roy. Like forty dollars. Like she used all of her babysitting money. Like she's fifteen for the weekend, and she's like, I bought these cool. Juicy Couture bands, and the, I think the this one store is called Good Juice Box. Like it's always like a cool yeah. name. Like oh, I gotta go to cool uh, Good Juice Box. Yeah. I'm like forty dollars. I used to hang out at a bar called the Juice Box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now Taylor, you look like yes. you're about thirty years old. So Good. okay, so <laughs> it's. I'm Sicilian, so those there you jeans go. are strong. So oh, am I. So am I. Okay, so I'll, you know what? I'll just turn wait, off wait, my wait, camera. Wait, I'll leave now. Just say something. <laughs> you know, years ago in New York, when I was 17, 18 years old, we used to go to Manhattan to a store called Pandemonium. And it was, we called it Dead Man Clothes. Because we would go in there and there'd be all these old clothes in there from, like, I guess the people that dropped dead. And they would bring the clothes there. <laughs> really? That's awful. Dead man clothes. Yeah, that's a week. Now, what, were they still well, in them? Were they still in them? It's not a very good marketing technique, you know? <laughs> Come on in and buy some dead people clothes. Yeah, people are dying to get in. Yeah, tell your daughter that. Say, you know, a lot of these clothes are from dead people. <laughs> wow. Jeez, look, the, look at the blank look on her face now. You're I successfully destroyed the thrift market. <laughs> you're, you're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy with our very special guest, Taylor Kay, who knows stuff about stuff like you wouldn't believe. The stuff, we forgot some of the stuff that she knows about yes. uh, pop culture and fashion. Uh, I, I want to contribute uh, to the, the fashion uh, topic today. Penny loafers. We all have hmm. seen penny loafers. Maybe they'll sell them at the thrift store. Sure. Back in the 1930s, the payphone in the phone booth cost two cents. The new loafer design allowed just enough space for a penny each. So you could put the penny in there. In each of the shoes in case you have to make an emergency phone call. Two the, phone calls. No, but one. the phone call cost two cents. Oh, two cents. Thus, the penny and the loafer were united. The penny loafer had its heyday in the late 1950s and the early 1960s. So these people were in the phone booth with their feet exposed. <laughs> yes, trying to make a phone call. To, 
Right, because they're like, oh, hold on a minute, I gotta get the right one. <laughs> <laughs> please hold. Please deposit another penny. Oh my gosh, I like I, we couldn't afford penny loafers back in the day. Um, I grew up in Hamilton, Ontario. I am addicted to my phone, but we would stop it. <laughs> but we would go over across the border to Lewiston or to Buffalo, Cheektowaga, and we would go get our fake penny loafers where you couldn't even put anything in it. Like, oh. but they had like fake <laughs> pennies. In it, it was a so fake. Could, yeah. 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 So, but whatever. I mean, that's pretty interesting about the penny loafers. Yeah. I that, don't know. Instead of having the regular slot, there was a silicone slot. Right. They were fake. And they called it's collect. Fake. <laughs> and, you, and because you couldn't afford it, you called collect. Okay. I called collect. I got one for you, Taylor. Ready? Men yes. have been wearing shorts for many, many decades. Remember the later hosing guy, George, Nick? Yeah, a few weeks ago, we had a guy, Taylor. We, uh, somebody broke into his house and stole his later hosing. Yeah, he's the king of the Oktoberfest, George. What? He got later hosing, so we, we know about shorts. Okay, but yeah. women have only been wearing shorts as fashion since the 1930s. And I'll tell you why. Because of World War II, there was a shortage of fabric, and the cost of the fabric was expensive. So shorts were being made for women because it was cheaper and used less fabric. So it was more cost effective. So thanks to Adolf Hitler, we get to see women's legs. No. Wow. That's and and now thanks. Hey, the guy was a horrible guy, but at least he gave us that. He doesn't I I share a birthday with Joseph Stalin, which I'm not proud of. So I mean see and also and also Brad Pitt. I'm not the only offensive one, Nick. (laughs) But the shorts, I mean, I like thanks so much. Now we have to shave our legs all the time because of that. That's right. I've got so I have something for you guys too. Let me know. This is trending because of rappers like Drake, Harry Styles, but even MLB players are starting to rock pearl necklaces, fashionable pearl necklaces. Men Would wearing you, pearls. Yep, men wearing pearls. They're being designed uh, as like fashionable men. So okay, I get it for Harry Styles because he he dresses like gender fluid. He's really fashionable. He'll wear skirts, whatever. Uh, Drake, he probably puts like a diamond on with it. MLB players, I don't like, I guess go for it. I wouldn't expect it from jocks, like super, super jocks to be wearing pearl necklaces, but it is very riche, right? It's, it's bourgeois. So I don't know. Would you guys rock a pearl necklace, like a choker? I, 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 to be honest, I can't see Nick. Nick's whole head looks like a big pearl. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Come on. And speaking of Harry Styles, look at my hair. I I cut it and pushed it back. (laughs) It is. It is very Harry Styles. Is there somebody named Harry Styles? (laughs) Yes. I'm joking. We know. We know it is. So hold on. The pearl thing is interesting. Because you know that a pearl is a piece of sand that gets stuck in an oyster and he builds calcium around it until it gets nice and smooth so it doesn't irritate him or her. And they yeah. build a pearl. That's how a yeah. pearl gets made. It's a piece of sand that got stuck what? in oyster's belly. Yeah. You learn and all now, kinds of interesting nonsense. This is this is this is totally useless information, but also interesting. So well, thank you. Well, thank you for that. I mean, Taylor, our our uh, mantra is listen, laugh, and learn. 
So and, yes. and just so that you know, Roy and I, we've been doing this. It's coming up on three years now, uh, better than 120 episodes. And go to nickandroy.com for the full library of past episodes. But we don't tell each other what the facts are. We just agree on the topics. And so when wow. we present the facts, we don't know what the other one is going to say. Mm-hmm. And we get the natural reaction. Now, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that about the uh, the pearl. However, I, it's almost like a cat spitting up a fur ball. So it's like a noise to do the same thing. It's like getting aggravated and aggravated, and it spins in this beautiful, expensive pearl. So yeah, but it keeps it, it, it keeps it in its stomach forever until it's taken out by until somebody. someone. Yeah, and that it, kills it's, it. It's building yeah. it and building it so the better, the longer there, the better the pearl. I know you talked about cat fur and fur ball. Yeah. There's a woman on TikTok that takes fur balls and makes clothes for her cat with the fur balls. You should have her on the show. Repur- repurposing. Recycle. Does she thrift? Is that what she does? Is that what she calls thrifting? She takes yeah. her yeah, cat's, she's thrift- she she's takes her cat's fur balls and makes out. I took the cat and sewed the cat to a jacket. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Wow. No. Many ways. Said, honey, I bought you a fur. Hold on. But you have to Roy- feed it. <laughs> sit, it sit the coat in the litter. Uh, PETA on line two, Roy. PETA on line two. Can I go with another fact, Nick? Sure, go ahead. Okay, I always knew that my wife was so above average, you know? That's why she married you. I married, I married up. Right, yeah. (laughs) But now I have the proof. The average American woman owns seven pairs of jeans. Okay. Seven. My wife, this is absolutely... How many she have? Yeah, this is absolutely no lie. I went into the closet. I stopped counting at 30. Okay, she has over 30 pairs of jeans. Okay, she's a clothing lunatic, but she buys like the fancy jeans and, you know, but she says that buying fancy jeans and fancy clothes and fancy cars makes me look more successful. Oh, it does. So somehow she said buying that stuff is for me. Yeah, that's what she told you, right? Yeah. What a gimmick. She is good. I can tell you right now, I do not own one pair of jeans. Really? No. I was not allowed to wear jeans, Sicilian leather. I don't know why. I think she just made it up. We probably couldn't afford it back in the day. Because in the 80s, jeans were like the Lululemon jeans, like, you know, Jordache jeans or whatever, Calvin's were expensive. We were look. I want to know better. Sergio Valente. Yeah. I was was never allowed to wear jeans. And and then I went to Catholic school, and then you did not wear anything. Like, Sibby's Day. I think I wore no pants on? No, no. No no pants on. (laughs) Oh no! Okay. But you, no, but you wore you wore a kilt and you wore whatever. But then I couldn't, and then I couldn't afford the jeans. So now here I am, whatever age I am now, like you said, thirty-ish. Um, but I <laughs> I don't wear jeans. I can't even like. And my husband will say, "I look, he'll buy a nice pair of jeans." He's like, "Just go get something." I'm like, "No, they're they're just not comfortable." Like, can we just agree, jeans are not comfortable, right? Okay, men are they? We will wear, wear anything. Whatever. We don't know. We like, don't wear clothes. It, 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 Women don't wear clothes for comfort. They wear it for fashion. And we just don't give a damn. Yeah. Look, we we just wear what our wives put on the bed the morning of. So (laughs) that's all. We're okay. Now, in part of the... Exactly. So when you were younger, uh, Taylor, did you... uh, Taylor Kay is joining us on Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. This is interesting. So we've never had so much interesting conversation about fashion before in the history of this program. But have you ever worn a fanny pack? Yes. So Shadow. And then I, and then, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, tell me about Shadow Link. Because then well, I just bought the Justin Bieber one and spent 30 bucks. What the hell was I doing there? Yeah. I went to Tim Hortons and I bought the Biebs, the Biebs, uh, fanny pack. Fanny pack. Yeah. 
Wow. Well, Chatelaine's kept everyday essentials close at hand in the Victorian era. In the 1950s, the British coined the slang term bum bag to refer to the pouch worn on ski slopes. And it soon morphed to fanny pack in the U.S. and took on more of a universally sporty aspect. So the fanny started off as a bum bag. Well, that's funny because imagine if Gucci and, and Fendi, they are really, they sell a ton of fanny packs. Imagine if you called it a Gucci bum bag or a fanny bum bag, Fendi bum bag. No one would buy that. They'd probably like it better than a fanny pack. Yeah. Maybe maybe they would. <laughs> yeah. A bum bum. A bum bum pack. If we were if we were in charge of the marketing department, we'd call it an ass pack because that's just us. You know, I bought a shirt. It's so cute. It's Justin Beaver. He's got the, the big teeth in the front. Not and Justin the big thing in the Beaver. Back. Not Justin Beaver. Justin Bieber. I, oh, I'm I like sorry. Justin. I bought a yeah. Justin Beaver shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so Taylor, normally, you know, we we uh, thank our guests and then, you know, they we thank them for their contribution, which we'll do in a moment. But if you don't mind, if you have a few moments, would you like to listen in on the rest of the program and contribute if you'd yes. like? Yes. Okay. Tell me, tell me what you got. Yeah. So in the meantime, you are listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. As we mentioned, you go to our website, send all of your affidavits and your complaints courtesy uh, in care of Roy, nickandroy.com <laughs> slash contact us. And you can also go on there and you can click on where it says birthdays. So Taylor, we do this really amazing thing. So if you have someone in your life that you'd like to help celebrate their birthday, this is a unique gift. It's Nick and Roy's birthday salute. We put together a, a mini Totally Useless Information program and reveal facts about the day that they were born and so it's the most incredible everybody that gets you have to see the emails that we get from people and how if we send if they send it to somebody that person sends it to other people it just it's fantastic how much are you charging for this Twenty four ninety five. Yeah, twenty. I like it. Which is way less than because, and we've said this before on the show. A lot of celebrities are doing these cameo things. Hi Taylor, this is Justin Bieber, or Hi Taylor, this is Drake, and they charge you like eighty, ninety bucks or more, right? Yeah. So more. we figured we'd do it, and and we could get Justin Bieber. <laughs> right, we would. Yes. So nickandroy.com yes. slash birthdays, and you can get your special birthday today. You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Wall Street, Bay Street, NASDAQ, Penseng, loonies, toonies, dollars, and yens. This is On the Money with Nick and Roy. On the U.S. Uh, currency, they have this motto, In God We Trust. But it always wasn't a staple on the U.S. currency. I, have see, I see the look on Roy's face. Do you have this fact, too? I, I did write it down, but I want to see what you got. Go ahead. Okay, again, we don't uh, reveal the, the uh, facts to each other, so this might be a surprise. So the motto in God we trust wasn't always a staple in U.S. currency. It wasn't until 1957 that it first appeared on paper bills, but it has appeared on the penny since 1909, on the dime in 1916, and full half and quarter dollar coins since 1908. But not everybody was thrilled with in God we trust because Kenneth Mail a self-described Satanist from Chicago, you know. <laughs> who, he was much happier when it said, in Roy, we trust. Right, exactly. He filed, a, he filed a federal lawsuit in 2017 and claimed the, the implicit religious message behind the motto violated his rights. The judge threw out the case and he male lost. out of the courthouse and got hit by a bolt of lightning. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
bastard. And even, not only that, he went back for more after he got hit by that lightning, and he went back to appeal, and he lost the appeal as well. So I'm sorry, and God we trust is still on the currency in the United you States. You better believe it. We'll yeah. see. Wow. Him. Yeah, we'll see him in hell. Okay, oh. uh, actually, Nick, I, I had 1963 as being the first time in God we trust was on was on money, and then I checked the fact that I had seen on the internet and yes. found out it was wrong. So I ditched it and didn't use it. You have the right information, by the way. Of course, because 1963 was a great year. Because so people that think that we just go on and 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 just pull facts, we don't. We actually right. try our best to check them. Yeah. I, I check with Justin Beaver. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Romans yes. were amazingly smart, Taylor. In fact, they figured out a way to preserve meats using salt. And I know this is the money section, and I love salami and super sad and oh my god, any dried sausage to me is fantastic. And that, of course, is cured and salted. And they figured out how to do that to preserve the meat. Well, salt became the game changer, and it became so needed that it was worth more than money at the time. Salt was worth more than the coinage. Salt was so influential from the Latin word sal that till this day, when we work a week, we get paid a salary oh wow what mind, yes mind blown write that there you one go. down yep. write it down. <laughs> pay yourself first with your salary so i'm just gonna say salary from now on instead of salary well what i mean it gives you high blood pressure so be careful that's why they don't pay us as much because it, it prevents it you know it prevents high blood pressure Mm-hmm. That's true. why they don't believe yes, as much. True, true. Now, uh, some of that money is counterfeit, and you're thinking, if I have a counterfeit bill, what do I do? Well, you look for someone in the Secret Service. The responsibility of full-time protection of the President of the United States, of course, is job one for the Secret Service. And higher... You don't just pass it on at the supermarket? No, you can't do that. <laughs> if you do... Yeah. <laughs> What you have to do is you go and you find a secret service because one of them, one of their responsibilities is to stop the counterfeiting of currency throughout the United States of America. Do they give you a $20 bill after you get a fake $20 bill? No, they just take it. They give you That's nothing. Right. They give you nothing back. Yeah. Can I get one of those clear cards to and cross the, the border instead of my guy, nexus? The secret service guy <laughs> takes it to the supermarket and passes it. Now, listen, did you know, Nick? that the Secret Service was invented for that one thing. Right. Was right. bank uh, was uh, checking bank notes and things like that. Yeah. They were not invented to protect the president. No. Secret they wow. they came on for, afterwards, for, see? Right, for counterfeiting. Find, find yes. secret money. You learn all kinds of stuff. Yeah, Tell and, it, when, at, by the end of this show, we're going to give you I, a diploma yes. from the I thank you. University. From, yes. If you want to study money, like we're doing right now, we would be called something. Do you know what it is? Well, Salary person. <laughs> we've been over the years. We've tried. We've been called. We've been called many things. Um, so a a money a moneyologist. No, uh, but listen, this is a great name for a band too. Numismatics. Oh yeah. Well, how come no one's used that name? There must I, be. I love that name, Newismatics. Yeah. Because Newismatic is the, the the collecting of old coins. The old coins are called Newismatic issued coins. And so you're a Newismatics. That's great. Now appearing at the Budweiser stage in Toronto, the Newismatics. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of coins, the first coins were minted or made 2,500 years ago. Paper money was first used in China, talk about counterfeit, over 1,000 years ago. The benef- and, in, and you got it in, in a fortune cookie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, th- I, I think if this is when I exit. <laughs> oh, I offend everybody, so yeah, don't yeah, worry. Right. Oh, okay, good. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The benefit of metal coins is that they're portable and durable. The original value of a British pound was equal to a pound of silver. Which is how they became the silver pound. British pound sterling. There you go. Mm, exactly. There you go. How cool. Yes. My teaser was how many grooves are there on a quarter? You know, the little grooves on the side of the quarter? How many you think, Taylor? How many? I just said seven. I don't know. Seven. Seven? How many, Nick? 52. Like a deck of cards. Okay. Taylor clearly does not handle American money. <laughs> it is I like one... to make it. There you go. 119 <laughs> grooves on a quarter. Hundred why, hundred and nineteen little grooves. Oh, on the, edge. the little grooves! I thought just my demented okay, American quarter. Okay, okay. I'll give you another shot at this. How many are on a dime? So how many were on the quarter? One nineteen. So divide that by two point five, I think, right? <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> it's only ten cents, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna say uh, seventy-five. Nick, hey, if this were the Price Is Right, seventy-six. 118. Oh, I win. One less, one less than a quarter. <laughs> really? And I was going to go high, but I thought it's a dime, and I was going with you, there Nick. You I'm go. like, oh, yeah. Okay, see? But the, the size of a dime is a lot less than the size of a quarter. Yeah, but they machine. just miniaturized it, Nick. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, sure. <That>. Okay. <laughs> so, Taylor K., thank you very much for joining us. How can people get in touch with you? Where can they go to find all about everything Taylor K.? Uh, you can go to taylork.com and also give me a follow on TikTok. I don't do crazy dances, but we do a lot of crazy hacks. So we do lots right. of fun hacks. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll certainly have you back on again. Uh, Taylor, stay safe. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. You're listening right. to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Here's how stupid we really are. Okay. Not me and you, Nick. No, of course and, not. And not Taylor, who no. just left us. Right. <laughs> we like Taylor. Taylor's cool. Shit. Okay, so... Here's how stupid, though, we really are. It costs 2.4 cents to manufacture an American penny. No, come on. You <laughs> just you made that up. Come no, on. I really? swear that's true. 2.4 cents now because of Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> of course. We are paying two and, and almost two and a half cents Why? to make one penny. That's Biden's that this is his logic. <laughs> wow. It doesn't make any sense. And I said, Joe, Joe Biden, we're, 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 it's two and a half cents for a penny, Joe. And he was like, a penny? When I was a kid, a penny bought us a car. <laughs> we didn't even have cars. We had horses. And he was right. <laughs> he voted for George Washington. A penny? A penny? I needed another one to make a phone call and have in my penny loafers. <laughs> so you've heard, uh, maybe you've heard this term on the stock market, the bears and bulls of the market. Mm, yes. So whether those terms come from? Well, historically, the middlemen in the sale of bear skins would sell skins they had yet to receive. As such, they would speculate on the future purchase price of these skins from the trappers, hoping they would drop. The trappers would profit from a spread, the difference between the cost price and the selling price. These middlemen became known as bears, short for bearskin jobbers, 
and the term stuck for describing a downturn in the market. Conversely, because bears and bulls were widely considered to be opposites due to the once popular blood sport of bull and bear fights, the term bull stands as the opposite of a bear market. Huh. You know you have the bulls and the bears, but I use the beavers because I buy most of my stocks from a broker called Justin Bieber. Right, Bieber. yes. <laughs> and he happens to be Canadian. We want to thank Taylor Kay for coming by. Check her out at taylorkay.com. She was a lot of fun. We'll, we'll have her back on again for sure. You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. You know, a friend of mine turned me on to a product called Athletic Greens. Folks, remember this. Athletic Greens greens this product is amazing i was having trouble sleeping at night i was taking all kinds of stuff melatonin this that sleeping stuff no good i take athletic greens i sleep better i wake up feeling fantastic my stomach feels better i have more energy i know you hear this stuff but it really athletic greens an amazing product look them up they're athletic greens on instagram don't take our word for it Check out all of the testimonies from the people who are using Athletic Greens every day and they feel amazing with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals. You want to start your day off right. Yeah, and it's less than the cost of a cup of coffee per day. That's right. So another thing, they gave us a special deal. They said to us, why don't you tell your loyal listeners we'd love to do this for them because there are loyal listeners to Total Uses Information with Nick and Roy. Go to athleticgreens.com slash emerging, and they will send you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to the website, athleticgreens.com slash emerging. That's athleticgreens.com slash emerging. Do it. Do it today. I'm telling you, you're going to feel great. Athleticgreens.com slash emerging. Down the garden path with Nick and Roy. Speaking of greens. She's doing that cannabis. No, she's not. No, 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 no. She does a great job. She's, we don't know that, Nick. We don't know that for sure. We, she's portraying Mother Nature. Is that what it is? Yeah, sure. Caligula had a garden. By the time of his assassination in 41 AD, the Roman emperor Caligula was infamous for his violent streak and extravagant amusements. Yeah, we'll call it that. He was so nasty and violent, he wouldn't even pull the potatoes out of the ground. He'd mash them right there. <laughs> right there, yes. <laughs> So he had his precious colored marble space. Uh, exotic animals roam there. But according to the New York Times, the remains of this pleasure garden, known as Horti Lamiani, are set to go on a public display beneath the, the streets of Rome. Italy's Minister of Cultural Heritage, Cultural Activities, and Tourism plans to open the subterranean gallery dubbed the Nymph <laughs> Nymphium Museum of Piazza Vittorio. The ruins will tell stories, starting with the animals. I bet they would. It's not hard to imagine animals, some caged and some running wild in this enchanting setting. So Caligula had a garden, and he had all kinds of uh, activities with animals in those gardens, if you I can know imagine. what he was doing with those animals, too. Yeah, he was uh, breeding them. He was and like, oh, look, I bump into the sheep. I bumped in again, again. <laughs> <laughs> and his last words were, bah! <laughs> it's like, Caligula, any side effects? Nah. Okay, my pineapple. 
If you go on nickandroy.com, you're going to see my pineapple. What? Now, Wait remember when we were kids, yeah. you would you you would cut the top of the pineapple off and you would stick the toothpicks in it and then sit it in a glass of water. Right. That's right. not the way to do it. No. Very quickly, just so that you know, this is garden. So you grab the bottom of the pineapple and hold it really tight. You twist the top of the stalk, you know, the, the leafy looking things. Uh-huh. You t- hold it tight and twist it. It will come right off. And it looks like a little thing on the bottom that, you know, that comes off. Pull out a few of the bottom leafy green things, like two tiers or three tiers. You'll see little nobular things. Then you sit it in a glass. The leaves will hold it up out of the water. In two weeks, you're going to see pictures if you go on nickandroy.com of what the roots look like after two weeks. Then you take it. I just put it in the ground and I'll be taking some pictures. I didn't put it in the ground. I put it in some potting soil in a in a in a pot. And I will send pictures of that as well. So we are going to you are going to live with me as we grow a pineapple. Yes. And you get to check out Roy's pineapple at nickandroy.com. <laughs> Someone just listening now going, "What the hell are they talking about?" Uh so maybe I got a picture of an Italian sausage on there too as well. <laughs> yes, sausage not included. Uh so <laughs> while you're growing this pineapple, maybe it will be helpful if you play some music. According mm. to a study by scientists from South Korea, very trusty source. Plants grow in South Korea. Plants grow at a faster pace when they're played classical music. Mm. Using 14 different pieces of music, the scientists played music to a rice field and studied the results. Findings were that the music helped the crops grow and even suggested evidence that the plants could hear the music. So we suggest practicing your instrument in your veggie garden. And and in North Korea, they did a study that plants grow much better when they are fertilized with the dead bodies of North Korean dissidents. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Was that considered useful information? Just, no, it was Just saying. No, just saying. Just in passing. Could happen. It could happen. <laughs> Maybe. That is not a fact. It's hearsay yes. and conjecture. <laughs> Pineapples. Speaking of <laughs> it's pineapple. all about pineapples. Yes. Pineapples are part of the bromulade family sure. of plants. The bromulade family of plants. But the pineapple is the only one out of the entire family of plants that is edible. Every other fruit that comes from the bromulade family is poisonous. Pineapples are the only edible fruit of their entire class, the bromulate class. They are named by European settlers, by the way, who looked at them and said they look kind of like a pine cone, but they had the flesh inside of a texture of like an apple. So they called them pine apples. Oh, okay, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Exactly, yeah. it, you, if you remember cutting a pineapple, it does have the same flesh. Right. And European settlers took one look at Heidi Klum and they said, perfect. <laughs> it's a perfect pineapple. And they, they were good at naming stuff. <laughs> they were. And they gave you the poison. Uh, the peace lily is a great sound-absorbing plant you can put in your home. The true noise-absorbing properties are in their thick, broad leaves. The thick leaves help with all three sound-absorbing properties. These plants are extremely easy to care for, and they don't require too much upkeep. So if you want some absorbing of sound in your place where you live, a peace lily is where you go. 
speaking of thick, broad leaves, in high school, I dated a thick girl who wouldn't leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, I she guess kept... you'd say she was a thick broad that yeah, wouldn't leave she... me alone. That's right. She told you to leave me alone. <laughs> You're barking up the wrong tree. Peanuts are not nuts at all. <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, wait, repeat that. What? Peanuts? Peanuts are, are nu not nuts, folks. Write this down. Peanuts are legumes or beans. They are not nuts. No. In fact, according to the MPB, the National Peanut Board, <laughs> yes, there is actually a sure. National Peanut Board. Okay. Yes, there, the NPB says that peanuts have more protein, niacin, folate, and photosterols than nuts do. My question is, how smart are these people if they still call it the National Peanut Board and not the National Pea Bean Board. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't so understand that. I either. love myself a peanut bee butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to goodness, that was in a supermarket and they had one of those uh, bins where you can, well, before the pandemic, right? The pandemic got rid of all the uh, the bins like in bulk. And mm -hmm. it there was this big vat of peanuts. And there mm -hmm. was a sign next to it said, warning, may contain nuts. <laughs> like, did and you... there was a guy upside down in there. Yeah. <laughs> and funny enough, our pictures he was were like, right... "Hey, don't use the scooper." <laughs> <laughs> and, and oddly enough, our pictures were right next to that sign. <laughs> it said, "Make contain nuts and an Italian sausage." <laughs> what a side of pineapple! Boy, I'm glad that Taylor hung up. Oh yeah. <laughs> She'd, hung, she'd hang up by now and call the authorities. Uh, exclusive, and her mom. That and her mom, too. Or she'd call she'd call the Sicilian police, if you know what I mean. She'd be like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. She would give us the Malocchio uh, spell that Joe Abadi was talking about. Exactly. Extensive research by NASA revealed that houseplants can remove up to 87% of air toxins in just 24 hours. So plants can be helpful. So the peace lily will keep things peaceful because they absorb sound. And NASA's saying that houseplants can remove up to 87% of air toxins. Studies have proven that indoor plants improve concentration and productivity by up to 15%, reduce stress levels, and boost your mood. But then again, so does Athletic Greens. So you could just take a scoop of that. You'll be okay. Uh, yeah, but i got to ask you a question. I yeah. need to call NASA. I'm going to get their number. Yeah. I need to ask them about what plant I could actually keep that would grow in my bathroom because they seem to be dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of... trying to take the toxins out of the air, and they just wilt and die. Some of them look like they were set on fire. <laughs> In your case, that they need a whole forest in there. My tomato plants, which you can also see on nickandroy.com. That's right. Because I'm going to take pictures of everything. The mango trees, the coconuts, everything. I got bananas. This place down here is a virtual damn superstore here. Of, of uh, It's like a supermarket of produce. Yes. My house. In fact, I put a sign up there. Mm. So my tomato plants, they're out of control. And honestly, they're the best tomatoes, Nick, this year. Best tomatoes I've ever tasted in my life and i think one reason very low and acidic taste now tomatoes can be very acidic yes my tomatoes aren't and folks here's the tip of the day sprinkle a little bit like two teaspoons of baking soda around the bottom of the plant on the dirt yeah and it'll take out the acidity from the growing tomatoes well that certainly was useful information 
you have an idea for a great new podcast, you can bring your idea to life and start your podcast today with Lipson. Our podcast has been on Lipson for at least a year and a half now. We love Lipson. Lipson has everything you need to plan, launch, and grow your own podcast. Hey, if we can do it, you can do it too. Lipson provides some of the best resources created by expert podcasters who will show you everything you need to know, like what equipment you should use, how to record great audio, and how to get your show onto Apple Podcasts and other popular platforms, and much more. Plus, as a friend of totally useless information with Nick and Roy, when you sign up with Lipson, you get your first month of podcasting totally free because you heard it here. There's never been a better time than right now for you to start podcasting. Visit Libsyn.com and use code FRIEND. Libsyn is L-I-B-S-Y-N.com and use the code FRIEND, F-R-I-E-N-D. You know how to spell friend because we're friends, right? That's Libsyn.com and use the code word FRIEND to get started and create your podcast today. What's in the mailbag? What's in the mail? Carolyn from Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. That's what's in the mailbag. Okay. Carolyn says, or Carolina. Carolina. Carolina, maybe, from Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. I think it's spelled that way. You guys are the best. I love you and your show. Oh. And I've learned so much. My family... Friends and co-workers are all hooked. Hmm. My cousin said she learned better English because of you, oh. her poor cousin. <laughs> <laughs> so I have something to say to Carolina. Yes. Okay, ready? No siento. Habla poquito español. Gracias, Carolina. De a manos de bina. Mm. And what did you say exactly? I don't know. <laughs> I, actually, I actually said to her, thank you very much that we, uh, you know, that we love her as well. <laughs> okay. So I think I said that. I may have said there's an Italian sausage in the peanut barrel. <laughs> <laughs> there is. This one was actually a Facebook post that came through our website. And this was actually my teaser. And it's, this is from Brooklyn, New York, and his name is, I would say Johnny, J-H-O-N-Y. I met an angel today. He's from Fort Myers, he writes. It was around 4 o'clock in the morning, a nice Tuesday morning. We were sitting at gate 15 at JFK Airport, fuming over the flight change from the night before. We, we were in New York. I know who this is. Each of our personal business, and we didn't know each other from Disney to Shanghai, but one thing in common, we were booted out of our 8 p.m. flight to Fort Myers. This was already a hard pill to swallow. This is quite a lengthy email, but this is really, really touching. So then we we had to deal with the airline staff who was unpleasant, incompetent, and unwilling to help. Sound familiar? Things worsen when we all missed half of our sleep in order to catch the rescheduled flight the next morning at 4.15 in the morning. We had to pass the TSA barrage. Then we were calm and resolute to get some, to maybe get home finally, he says. 
I myself did not want to let the frustration get to the best of me. But one lady from the group was not as confident in the process as the rest of us. She was anxious because she was not will not be able to get home in time for her regular medical shot due to the cancellation. She wanted to be sure that she would make it home this time. She started to ask a bunch of questions. Are we sure we're at the right gate? Our emails say gate 15. I booked mine in the help desk the night before. I was, I was 100% sure, but by looking at the display at the counter... Things didn't seem that clear. I swear I looked at my display earlier. It showed our flight to Fort Myers. But the lady's vote of non-confidence pushed me to look again, and this time it was displaying a flight to some other destination. This is when the nice Jamaican lady, this this uh, emailer writes, she said that the gate has in fact been changed. Our world started to crumble again. Our mood changed, and the spectrum of last night disputes and the help desk came back to haunt us again. This is when the angel came into the picture. We were looking for emails indicating the gate change. And the angel said, look for the girl with the white denim because the beautiful Jamaican lady who first saw the gate change emailed it on her phone. Like a leader, he got up first and began walking around to new designated gate, which is located on the far side of this large and well-known JFK airport. As we proceeded, he saw a man in the wheelchair who would have been left behind. This Afro-American man was rolled up to the front and parked near the unoccupied counter. He approached the man, this angel, and informed him of the change and assisted, offered to assist him in getting to the next gate. This was one of the most thoughtful gestures and acts of kindness I've ever witnessed. He aided the man who had no means of support without a second thought. I stayed a bit behind and walked the path. The rest of the pack, we all were so moved by this man's generosity and goodwill that we talked about it as we marched towards the gate. As I soon got to the gate, I approached them and offered to shake my hand, which he accepted, and thanked him. He gave me his card, which is now how I learned his name, Roy. I felt extremely proud of him because I could tell his gesture of generosity was genuine. Despite the fact that he's a blogger, his gesture was not a cynical attempt to gain likes or comments, but a genuine act of kindness from a leader, from someone who has already frustrated from the current flight cancellation situation, but determined not to let it get him down. For a few minutes, he was someone's angel, and by that fact, he was mine as well. Thank you, Roy. You are a fine citizen. Stay true to yourself and be safe. Signed, Johnny. That was very, very nice. It was very confusing. And I said, follow me. And and then I saw the guy in the wheelchair and he had glazed over eyes, very gray. I could tell he was blind. And I said, who's going to come and get this guy now? So I said, let me push him. So I was, pu- it was actually very comical. I wish I could have videotaped it because yeah. it's me pushing this elderly black gentleman with his gray eyes and this woman following behind me. It was the oddest looking thing. But yes, I, I, I he walked over to me and when we, we sat down at the new gate and he said, excuse me, can I shake your hand? And he said, you know, in, in a crazy world like we're in, that was a really, really nice thing to do. And and I just did it because it was the right thing to do. And, yep. you know, and uh, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. But um, I think that the world, we should all start doing some nice things and paying it forward a little bit, you know, and, uh, and, and it really, it really would make the world a better place. I'll tell you that. And that guy was very nice to come over to me. Thanks again. I did give him the card and that's great. I'm so glad he did that. I hope you're listening, man. Well, <laughs> and, and again, I mean, we, um, 
we often talk about, you know, some, some emails from our listeners, but this one definitely was a, a special one, which is why I've been, uh, personally speaking, I've been best friends with this angel for over 40 years because we have gone through many things together, but these past few years, we've been doing this show, Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy, and I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else, so uh, I, really I agree. It's tough to get listeners, and this is how we do it. No, folks. we don't. <laughs> yeah. But acts of kindness, I know we, we, uh, we goof around a lot on the show, and it's useless information, but it, but like Roy said, this is the perfect oh, wow. opportunity. Yes, you want to know something really freaky, though? Yeah. When we were sitting at the gate, it said Fort Myers, and then they changed it. And do you know where the plane was going? Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. No, really? I took Carolina from Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. You talk about God working in strange ways. <laughs> wow. In God we do trust. <laughs> wow. Isn't that freaking? My gosh. Yes. Wow. Yes. I'll give I'll give everyone in the audience a moment to just gather their uh, their thoughts, maybe wipe the tear in your eye. <laughs> as you're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. And now for something complex useless drug dealer pablo escobar <laughs> all right yeah it's <laughs> a nice segue from something really nice yeah right? <laughs> i guess you could say he got ratted out really the drug lord had so much money and so much cash they believed at one time he had tens of billions of dollars in shopping bags in black garbage bags which he would put into warehouses so it was unsuspecting he put them in like you know cow warehouses and things like that yeah. okay well when he went to collect money he realized that he had lost 2.1 billion dollars to the rats that had eaten their way into the bags to no. make their nests no yes. 2.1 billion worth of money that was destroyed by rats wow Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know what? I just remembered something. So one look like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's another bonus useless fact that we use in the show before. So the reason why lined paper has margins is because the rats would eat away at the edges. And so if you need if you had anything important written on the edges of the page, they would disappear because the rats would eat the sides of the paper. That's mm -hmm. why they put the margin in there. So you always wrote in the middle of the paper. See, some useless information with useless information that we are just like all over the place but you know what here's my uselessness right here the number zero is an even number what how it is because i said so every odd number when written in english contains an e one three five seven nine every odd number written in english contains a letter e oh wow Four. Oh, that's cool. Okay. That was really two really cool things. Here's, I'll, here's one Plus more. the then. fact that I'm a super guy. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're an angel. And, oh, and, even and four, <laughs> F-O-U-R, is the only number when written in English whose spelling contains the same number as the letters as the number itself. So four oh, has there? four letters. That's cool. It's a little bit of a conspiracy thing, but go ahead. Sure, I like why the not? first thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so on the show today, we talked about fashion with our very special guest, Taylor Kay. We talked about gardens. We talked about money. It's time for the news. And now, from around the corner and around the world, this is TUI News. 
So this is another round of stupid criminals. Okay, every once in a while we uh, gather some stupid criminal stories. This one I call an APP instead of an APB, like old points bulletin. This is an APP. A Michigan man was caught by cops as he allegedly urinated on a police car. Oh. In Florida. Was he washing it? No, he wasn't. So this man was from Michigan, but he was in Florida. And officers apparently threw the cuffs on him before he finished. What? Oh, so he was still urinating while they were cuffing him. Exactly. Right. Well, that's not fair. The defendant. Maybe he wasn't even trying to hit the car. They just had him up against the car while they were cuffing him. He was writing his name on the, the hood of the car. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> J-O-E, Joe. Uh, his name is uh, David Marcel Lewis Johnson. So uh, he Jesus. had his Johnson out, <laughs> and yes, he was using it. Yes. He was 26 years old, taken into custody while in the commission, while still in the commission of a crime. Yeah, and the cops said, you peed on our car, you're in trouble. You're in, <laughs> you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, and boy, were they pissed. <laughs> Mr. Johnson was busted <laughs> about 1 a.m. on February 8th. Boy, what a great birthday present, huh? They should have shackled his penis. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They, they, they handcuffed the wrong appendage, apparently. They should have handcuffed him and stuck a, like a big gulp on his, you know what, on his Johnson. <laughs> on his Johnson. <laughs> Johnson. He was busted at 1 o'clock in the morning as he relieved himself on the bumper of a sergeant. It was a sergeant squad car. Oh, big mistake. In downtown St. Petersburg, according oh, to the arrest. Oh, even more of a big mistake. He's in St. Petersburg, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> they don't take kindly to this stuff. No, they don't. Uh, the affidavit, by, by the way. By the, the way, Florida is the restroom capital of the world. <laughs> right. There's a restroom everywhere you go, including public restrooms in the street. This man, where was he from, Michigan? He was from Michigan, but he was in Florida, and he couldn't wait, so he peed on I've the been cup. to Michigan. There's not that many restrooms there, <laughs> so I'm going to have to side with Mr. Johnson. I don't think he knew that there were restrooms all over the place, and he decided to relieve himself. Johnson, who lives just outside Detroit, was uncooperative with... Oh, he lives in Detroit, <laughs> so now we have to give him double kudos because he pees in the street no matter what. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, even have bathrooms in Detroit. Shout out to all the people in Detroit. Um, <laughs> aren't you relieved we mentioned you on the show? <laughs> yeah. he was people in Detroit, if you're listening right now, close your zippers. <laughs> <laughs> he has pleaded not guilty to this early conduct and was freed after a relative posted his $250 he cash himself. That's why he got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> The second stupid criminal, we'll call him Butthead, a a bungling felon from Washington State, made was a, in Florida. He, no, uh, <laughs> no, this was in uh, in uh, in Kashmir, Washington. Kashmir, yeah, Kashmir, <laughs> nice and soft over there. Um, a bungling felon from Washington State made a series of blunders when he shot himself in the testicles when he tried to hide the weapon. All of this while storing drugs in his butt. He shot his balls off. While he was, <laughs> while he was inserting drugs in his buttocks. <laughs> so... Cameron Jeffrey Wilson, 27. Could you imagine he made a hole in, in his testicles, pushed in the drugs, and it fell out his testicles? <laughs> He's, He's a, like a vending machine. 
He's a bungling <laughs> idiot. So he was carrying he put a, a dollar in and more quarters comes out his testicles. So he was carrying a pistol in his front pocket while in, in his Cashmere, Washington apartment yeah. when the firearm accidentally discharged and pierced his groin and thigh. Wilson, who is a 13-time convicted felon, told, <laughs> he told his girlfriend to dispose of the weapon before heading to the hospital. He said, I'm not touching that. <laughs> When the ex-con finally went to the hospital, a balloon of marijuana slipped out of his, his butt while a doctor was operating on the gunshot wound. <laughs> the doctor was like, thanks for leaving that for me. He thought, the doctor thought he, gave him a, he left him a tip. Like, Wait a minute, let me get the list. Did you, what the hell is that? A plant just came out of his rear end. That's right. It was a pineapple plant. Uh oh. <laughs> so cops also arrived at the hospital when alerted of the gunshot wound and searched his car when they discovered a bag of meth in the Where blood. was that? Just outside the hospital. In his car? They searched or his in car. his person? No, they searched his car and they found a bag of meth in the bloodstained well, jeans. up some tailpipe? <laughs> <laughs> this guy seems to like to hide stuff. <laughs> As he was being processed at the uh, uh, the Shalin County Regional Justice Center, he mm -hmm. was strip-searched to find another balloon of marijuana slipped from his butt. So wait, there was more of There them. was more of them up there. Oh, this guy's a professional. Well, 13-time <laughs> convicted felon. While in jail, Wilson tried to make a number of phone calls to his girlfriend but kept dialing the wrong number. He kept saying, sorry, I butt-dialed you by mistake. Yeah, he butt-dialed it because the marijuana kept hitting his phone <laughs> as, the, as each packet came flying out of the back. And he had his... They put him in a cell, and then they came back, and there's like a pile of marijuana. <laughs> and he had this smile on his face. Yeah. <laughs> and a really hefty cell phone bill. Said wrecked him, it nearly killed him. <laughs> That's all the time that we have for this episode of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. We thank you very much for listening. We was like, hey, I got some joints up there, too. Wait, okay. Wow, they all rolled. They all rolled uniformly. Just we glad it wasn't Florida. We will scour the Internet and other sources to find more useless information for you next time. Until then, you guys know where to go. NickandRoy.com. And you know what to do. Tell everyone you know, please, to go on and listen to the show. And you can go back and listen to 100 episodes. And go on, click on that birthday card sample. It's awesome. You'll love it. Thanks for listening, guys. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thank you, Taylor Kay. And thank you for listening. Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy is a production of NickAndRoy.com. Visit NickAndRoy.com to access the full library of episodes or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>